When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Bruins Beat. I'm Jimmy Murphy and we welcome on Mark Diver of the Providence Journal. He covers the Boston Bruins and the Providence Bruins and he's got some great insight as to why these young Bruins on the NHL roster are having such an effect this season and also look into some of the young players that could be on the way. So stay tuned for another Bruins Beat. Mark, one of the big stories this season has been, uh, you know, the youth movement that the Bruins uh, have been building for the last two to three years uh, under the direction of Don Sweeney and his staff and kind of replenishing uh, their minor league system. You have seen these guys firsthand even before they got to the NHL and and made some of the noise they're making this season, and you're, you're continuing to see some of these players. I guess I first want to ask you, Mark, I mean, uh, what players with the Bruins roster in the NHL right now uh, have surprised you the most based on what you saw or didn't see in Providence or at lower levels where they played? Well, uh, I'm, I'm not all that surprised by the success of, of any of them, uh, but I'm, I'm a little surprised that Danton Heinen has come on as fast as he, as he has this season. Uh, the other guys like DeBrusque and and Grizzlick and uh, and some of those guys, I, I you know, I, I figured they would uh, they'd uh, they'd be good players. Uh, but uh, Danton, you know, really benefited from last year in Providence. He struggled. He had a terrific uh, uh, a deep scoring slump at, at midseason where uh, he just really really couldn't put the puck in the net, and uh, he came out of that and was a different player down the stretch and in the playoffs. And now this year he's, he's carried that over in Boston and, and has just been uh, to me an incredible uh, surprise uh, to this point. Hey, what is it about him? You think that enabled him, you, you mentioned that slump there to kind of break free from that and, and build the confidence necessary to succeed uh, at the NHL level. And, and, and let's not forget too, like you said, I mean, he came up once and then went back for a little before he stuck here this season, uh, what to you is his biggest strength that has helped him get to where he is? Well, I think he uh, his his hockey sense is is tremendous, and I think his uh, his his work ethic in realizing last year that you know, holy crap, this is hard. These guys I'm playing against are are good. They're big. They're strong, and. Uh, and I got to step my game up to match that. I, I think it took him a, a bit to uh, for that to to sink in. 
But once it did, he he really took off uh, mm-hmm. in the second half last year. And even this year, when they sent him down the, at the beginning, I remember talking to him the day he arrived here, and he was not the least bit phased or disappointed or discouraged or anything like that by the fact that he got sent down. He he said, you know, I'm going to get back up there. I'm going to I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And and pretty soon, a couple of weeks later, uh, actually, I only think he was here for four games. He was yeah. back up, and uh, and he's taken off. Uh, you know. From from there, it's uh, it's really, uh, you know, I think the de- development process down here, you know, different players react to it uh, differently. Some guys get discouraged and feel sorry for themselves, and uh, you know that doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, it's not going to help you get back uh, where you want to go. And and I think he, to his credit, he uh, he didn't he didn't wallow uh, even when he was in a slump. He uh, you know, I think he, he kept working at it, and uh, and now it's paying off. You know, it, it's interesting, too, when you're describing that strength and his, his ability to, to not feel sorry for himself and to work harder. Uh, I see that a lot in some of the other young guys. I mean, I think a perfect example uh, earlier in the season was Jake DeBrusque when, you know, he was benched and sent up top for a game or two, and... Uh, he came back, and he's been a force ever since. And 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 then they did it with um, with uh, Bjork, and yep. you know he hasn't he hasn't scored. I think he has a helper since he he's been back, but he's playing much more physical. He's skating harder, and, and to me, there's there's something going on there in terms of the way they're scouting. Mark, I think where yes, obviously they're they're getting some talented guys and some some high end skill. But at the same time, they seem to maybe be paying more attention to character as well and maybe doing a little extra research on, you know, who are these kids that we're bringing in? What are they about? Are they going to be able to handle the ups and downs? And, you know, not to single them out, but I, I, I think a guy, and he, I'll credit him now, he's starting to do what these kids are doing at an earlier age. But I think a guy that kind of struggled with that would be like a Ryan Spooner, where he seemed to at times have that woe is me attitude and, and, or maybe, you know, how could I be benched here or why am I down in Providence not up there? And it hurt him obviously. And it hurt his development. And I think over the years he's, he's changed that and he's adapted better. But do you see that, that emphasis on character right now? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think, and I think that's a good point you make. Uh, I think they're paying, more attention these days uh, in drafting and, and signing even uh, you know American League free agents mm-hmm. to the, to the player the makeup of the player and, and the human being whether, right whether he's able to uh, you know to to kind of you know just fight through all the all the uh, you know the negative stuff that goes with uh, you know a minor league career you know not maybe not a lot of money but you know just a lot of uh, you're not where you want to be. You want to make it to the top, and uh, and and guys uh, guys have to spend time down here learning their craft, and it can be discouraging. So riding the roller coaster down here is uh, is a huge part of it, and I think uh, I think you're right that they pay more attention to that now. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan uh, at times, uh, you know you can kind of tell by his body language that not not so much now but i think uh, you know a year ago maybe two years ago 
that you could tell when when maybe he wasn't feeling good about himself mm-hmm. and, and where his game was at. And you know, I think uh, I don't think you see that uh, in some of these these guys in Providence now and some of the kids on the way up with Boston. I think you see kids that are stronger mentally. Uh, a, a guy like Grizzlick, I'll, I'll point to him. He he had a lot of reason to uh, you know maybe to, to to bitch and moan about being in Providence the first part of this year. Yeah. Uh, you know there wasn't room for him in Boston at that point. Uh, you know. But he uh, he kept his nose to the grindstone and, and worked. And you know when he got the call, he he stepped in and he took he took advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Being ready when the call comes is also a big part of it. You know, there's been a lot of guys who, over the years, get the call and get a couple of games and they and they don't really deliver, and then that's the last you hear of them. But uh, some of these kids now are, are that they have uh, are stronger. I think upstairs and are able to kind of weather, weather the adversity that comes with it. And, you know, you look I think, yeah, Grizz looks a great example. Um, but getting back to Spooner there, I, I, I thought that one of his big issues, and I haven't seen him do it all, do it at all this season. And I think it, it's correlated into his play is he blamed the coach, you know, and I, I get, yeah. you know, maybe he didn't have the best relationship with Julian, but it was like, it was always someone else's fault, you know? And, you know, I look right now, I see the Montreal Canadiens are, are in complete disarray. And, and yep. obviously, yep. you know, maybe we're going to see more true character if the Bruins hit the skids, which they eventually will. They'll hit a wall and they'll go into a slump, and we'll see how they climb out of that. But I look at them, and I, I look at that captain up there, Max Pacioretty, Mark. And I don't know if you've paid attention to him this season, but some of his quotes, I mean, it's just he won't directly say it, but it's pretty obvious that he's blaming everyone except himself. And, yeah. And... I love that I'm not seeing that in any of these young kids right now. I love that it's sort of built into their character. It's it's part of their makeup that they own their mistakes right away and they try to correct them. And and I, I think that's going to help the culture, not just now, but it's going to help them so much when guys like Patrice Bergeron, you know, aren't there anymore. Or guys like Zanino Chara have to move on. It, it's It's a good sign for now and for the future when you have that type of makeup in the dressing room. Well, I agree, and I think uh, I'll give uh, I'll give Butch Cassidy some of the credit for uh, for the way those guys uh, you know carry themselves. I think accountability is uh, the whole time Butch was in Providence. That was a big thing with him. Was you know you're accountable for your, for the way you play. It's it's not someone else's fault. It's uh, you know you you gotta you gotta own it if uh, if you play poorly, and uh, you know I don't know. You know, I don't think it's it's not a secret that maybe the young guys didn't uh, didn't thrive under Claude uh, at times. But uh, you know, I think Butch uh, Butch has instilled that accountability in the young guys, and uh, and we're seeing that now. I want to talk to you about the goalies down there. Uh, obviously, uh, a change there in the in the Providence uh, Nets when when Malcolm Subban uh, was dealt away. It just didn't work here for him. We're not going to dwell on the pass here, but let's look at the goalies they have right now. And obviously the guy getting a, a lot of work is McIntyre there. But talk to, for some of our listeners out there, Mark, that aren't familiar with the other goalies there, uh, give us a little insight to, to what the Bruins can expect in terms of future between the pipes. Well, that's a good question, and I think that's, uh, that's up in the air uh, at this point uh, down here. 
you know, Zane had a tremendous season last year. Was a was a, made the second All Star team in the American League. Had huge numbers or, or great numbers as far as uh, save percentage and wins, and uh, and just had a a, a tremendous season. Uh, he hasn't been as good this year, numbers wise. Uh, you know, his, his I I believe his his goals against is uh, is right around nine. It might be might be below 900 just mm-hmm. below but he, he you know his game has not been as strong this year uh why i i don't know it's a good question uh he's probably looking for the answer too uh, uh it's not that he's been bad he's won a lot of games they're they're the best team in the eastern conference at this point with him handling uh you know two out of every three games but he he's been a little uh he hasn't really found his stride this year yet uh, behind him, they have a kid named Jordan Binnington, who actually is the property of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, St. Louis doesn't have a farm team this year in the American League, mm-hmm. uh, so they needed a place for him to play. So they loaned him to Providence, and and he's uh, he's been great. Did they, uh, before you go on, not to interrupt you, but do they have other St. Louis players as well? No. Okay. No, he's the only one. You know he's who's always one. here, and maybe you can give me some insight as to what. It seems like Doug Armstrong, the GM of the the Blues, who actually just re-upped with them. It seems like he's at like every Bruins games this year. Is there well, a reason for that? I, I, uh, he's been at a lot of Providence Bruins games this year too, and uh, but uh, uh, you know, I think the the reason for that, I, I suspect, is. I believe Doug has a son in law school in Boston. Okay. So, so I think he, aside from you know the professional part of scouting games, he has I think he's I think he's around a lot. Uh, you know, visiting with his son and, and stuff okay. like that. Cool. All right. So back to what you're saying though with Bennington. So he's St. Louis property, but he's he's doing pretty well. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so and, and when they need a guy, Dan Vladar comes up from uh, from Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh, now he's. You know, twenty years old, very uh, very raw at this point, but with but with a lot of upside. The classic European six five six six kid, <laughs> who uh, you know takes up the whole net, and uh, you know I think they have high hopes for him down the road. But he's he's a ways off. Uh, they the reason he's in Atlanta rather than in Providence backing up is they want him to to, uh, to carry a, wor- a a starter's workload down there. You know, fifty fifty five games maybe. Whereas in Providence, it'd probably only be, you know, maybe thirty. Uh, so that's uh, that's what's going on there. And when they when they lost Subban, obviously, uh, uh, it left them with four goalies rather than five in the organization. Uh, and I'm not counting the kid. They have a kid in the Ontario League too. That's uh, that's a, a long ways off. But uh, so that's the deal down here. Uh, you know, Zane. I don't think the the time Zane spent, you know, the time he spent in Boston last year, I, I think he was up this year for a while and didn't play. I don't think that helped him going uh, going a, a ways without uh, without playing, even a weekend or two. I don't I don't think that helps. Uh, but uh, you know, Zane uh, Zane's the kind of guy who, you know, not to co- I'm not. I'm not comparing him to Jerry Cheevers here for a second, but you know, if, if you have Jerry Cheevers, if the they would win, they won a lot of six-five games with Jerry Cheevers in the net. You know, he'd make enough saves to get the win, and uh, 
you know, if you were looking for a shutout, then, uh, you know, you, you look, look elsewhere. But I think Zane's a little bit like that this year. He wins the games, but, you know, it might be the other night it was five to four in a shootout, you know, in, in Utica. Uh, so he wins, but his, his save percentage at the end of the night sometimes isn't all that great. I got gotcha. you. Hey, for uh, some more insight for our listeners, too. Um, we know that when, when Don Sweeney wasn't the GM, he was down in Providence a lot and working with the staff down there a lot and obviously formed a relationship with Cassidy there. Who's the guy now that's down there the most when it comes to Bruins management? Is it uh, John Ferguson Jr.? Well, uh, Fergie's here, uh, you know, all all the time. He, he's a, he lives here. He lives yeah. in Rhode Island. He's, he's the... Uh, you know the the GM of the team. He's around all the time, uh, but he's not. You know he's not a non ice guy, obviously. But uh, you know one thing that's been impressive in uh, in the time that I've been uh, the covering the P Bruins is the, the difference now uh, in investment in development down here compared to what it used to be. When uh, when I started, there was just Rob Murray, the head coach, Butch, the the assistant coach. They'd have a skating coach a couple times a week, and that was it. Uh, they didn't have a goalie guy. Well, I guess goalie Bob was around, but he didn't spend much time in in Providence. Uh-huh. Uh, they now Google, they have they have Mike Dunham yeah, now, right? They have Mike Dunham. Yep, yep, he's here often working with the goalies, and uh, you know they have uh, they have two assistant coaches now, as opposed to one. They have a video coach who you know works uh, works with the guys. They have Kim Branvold, who's uh, who's up in Boston all the time. Uh, working with the guys skating and conditioning and skills. He's here a couple times a week. And just the whole process of overseeing the development of these rookies is is uh is is really ramped up in uh in say the last ten years. And all teams are doing it and uh the Bruins are right in the thick of it and uh I think it's it's uh you know it's the way to go in uh in this era in the NHL. You you have to uh you have to grow your own uh players and uh and and everything they do here uh contributes to that let's get away a little bit from the bruins mark and i want to you know give give the listeners a chance to get to know you here i mean how did you get into hockey journalism and where'd you get your start well i've been working at the providence journal almost 30 years uh most of it most of it in news uh but uh you know a while back when uh uh, you know, everybody knows newspapers are, uh, are uh, you know, in uh, things have changed a lot in newspapers. Yeah. Let me that, put it that way. That's putting uh, it they're nicely. not what they used to be. <laughs> and uh, we don't have the staff that we used to have. But, uh, you know, years ago we had, uh, you know, Joe McDonald was, a, was the hockey writer here. And when Joe left, uh, you know, they didn't replace him. So uh, I figured, you know what, this is a chance for me to, you know, maybe – uh, you know, jump into the, into the void here a little bit. I I've always been, uh, you know, a hockey fan, uh, going back, uh, you know, to the big bad Bruins days. Uh, so I've always watched it, the Bruins and hockey in, in general, very, very closely. Uh, so, uh, you know, when, when Joe left and there was an opening, you know, while they didn't fill it, they did allow me to, uh, kind of, you know, pick and choose to, uh, to do some coverage and uh it's expanded over the years and and i thank my uh my employers at the providence journal for that for giving me that opportunity but uh that's uh that's how it started and and now uh 
you know, I, I, you know, the the P Bruins, the Providence College, Brown University, you know, in Division One down here in in Rhode Island. That's kind of my uh, my uh, beat uh, here, and uh, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. That's great. Now, do you have family? I mean, do you have t- do you have time to even be with them or no? Well, my kids, uh, you know, uh, my kids are grown, so okay. uh, uh, you know, there's. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, t- dropping kids off at, uh, you know, swimming lessons or anything. Those days are, those days are past. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm able to, uh, you know, to work in uh, that other stuff and uh, and and uh, and cover the t- the teams too. So it's a lot of fun. That's great. That's great. Well, you know, before I let you go here, I, I guess the final question, and I'm sure Bruins fans who are getting excited about these young players and, and want to continue to see that talent coming, is, is there a guy you think down there right now um, that could eventually crack the lineup full-time here, or do you think uh, most of these kids are still, you know, a season or two away? I think they're uh, they're still a season away. Uh, guys like... Uh, JFK and uh, Zach Sanishin, um, you know, up front, the the forwards, uh, I mean, the defensemen, uh, Jakob Zaboral and Jeremy Lozon. I think those guys are going to be NHL players. Ryan Fitzgerald is another one. Uh, but they're a year, maybe two years away, I would say. Uh, Rob O'Gara is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh there's a there's a lot of players down here that I think will be NHL guys down the road. It's just a matter of time. Uh, I don't think they'll all uh, end up sticking with Boston. I think they can uh, they can use some of these assets, uh, you know, down the road when they when they get if they get an opportunity to make a trade. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's a lot of this is uh, this is a, a very exciting time to watch the Providence Bruins. They have a lot of very uh, very interesting and, and uh, intriguing guys uh, in the pipeline. You know, it's interesting you say that, too, about, you know, possibly using some of these assets for a trade. And uh, over the last few weeks, some some big names have kind of entered the trade market, you know, as potential targets for other NHL teams, namely uh, Eric Carlson in Ottawa with all the, the mess that's gone on with that team this season and their owner obviously always cutting back on salary and um, – would it be a step backwards if the Bruins were to use some of their key assets to acquire a guy like that, or do you think it's a do you think it's a wise move? I mean, what, what would be your take on it? if you're Don Sweeney? Do, do you do you look into that seriously, or do you you just kind of stay the course right now? I would lean towards staying the course. Uh, I would look into it and see what the price uh, would be. But you know, it's going to be high, though. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the the thing is, there's not only the price and players that you have to pay, but the the the, the space on your cap that right. he is going to take up if you sign him. Well, he, you don't he's wanna, on record you already. Don't just, he's on record already, Mark. Uh, him and Drew Doughty. You remember last month? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're saying already. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna break the market. I mean, we're gonna get the highest we can get. We're getting. And who can blame him? Right. Yeah. I mean, but uh, I I think. Uh, I don't know, maybe a lesser deal uh, than than you know swinging for the fences with a guy like him. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the Mike Hoffman, his name's out there now in, in Ottawa. Yep. You know, a guy, you know, a, a scorer on the wing. I, you know, everyone can use one of them. Uh, 
And, you know, maybe the Bruins could package, you know, a draft pick, a couple of prospects, and, uh, and, maybe, uh, and maybe get that done. But, again, I think the competition would, would, be, uh, would be stiff. Uh, but I like, the way, uh, I like the way they're going, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of this, this little uh, rebuild on the fly, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, they haven't gone down to the bottom of the league. They've managed to stay competitive and, and, and somewhat interesting. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm interested to see how it plays out here. Uh, they've got guys, young guys, that uh, are on the way up. You know, a guy like McAvoy that you can build around and, and the forwards up front that we talked about. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting time to be watching these guys. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Mark, uh, we wish you a belated Merry Christmas and a, uh, a Happy New Year, and we, we, we thank you for joining us here in the Bruins Beat. Anytime, James. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Mark David, Providence Journal, here on the Bruins Beat. I'm Jimmy Murphy. We'll talk to you next week. What he was by a lack Through inspiration from the need So many problems to crack And miles to fade Crooked was the path Raising one.